0: Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks.
1: In this episode, meet sociologist Wayne Baker, behavioral analyst Robin Dreek, and political strategist Rick Wilson. Go behind the mic with these experts in human behavior and hear what it was like to record their audiobooks. Plus, find out who listens to audiobooks while riding a tractor. Enjoy.
0: Hi, this is Wayne Baker, author of All You Have to Do is Ask. I wrote my book because so many people ask me, how do I do it? How do I create a culture of generosity in the workplace? How do I be more successful? What are the tools I could use? And so over time, I've collected a lot of very effective tools and put them together in this book to answer that question, how do I do it? I was inspired by Adam Grant's book, Give and Take. Adam is one of our students from the University of Michigan and now my business partner as well. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be educational. Why? This was the first time I narrated a book and I learned a lot from my director, Gordon Rothman. I realized I had trouble pronouncing French words and names. There's only a few in the book, the book is in English. I'm excited that listeners will be able to apply and benefit from all the tools I collected. That's really my mission with this book. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Philippe Sly, a French-Canadian singer, a bass baritone, because of his wonderful voice. I know I pronounced Philippe right, but his last name is S-L-Y. Is that Sly in French?
1: And now
2: listen to a clip from the audiobook.
0: Asking for help is often the one simple act standing between us and success. But the thought of actually doing so can be terrifying for so many of us. It's critical to understand that help rarely arrives unasked for. In fact, studies show that as much as 90% of the help that is provided in the workplace occurs only after requests for help have been made. The explanation is simple. People can't help you If they don't know what you need. Hi
1: there, this is Robin Dreek, author of Sizing People Up. I wrote this book because it was really the next progression from my last book, The Code of Trust, where I started focusing on my behavior and how I can inspire trust in others. It really means you have to focus on the other person intently in order to communicate with them in the way that they want to be communicated with. And what I realized was that each person was really seeking the same thing, and that is to feel safe, secure, and be valued and appreciated and affiliated with others. And once I really started focusing on that, I started realizing, wow, I can predict what everyone's going to do. Everyone's going to want to act in their own best interest. So if I could just figure out what their own best interest was, I could predict what they're going to do. Hence, the book was born. And the person that really inspired me, inspires me to do everything in the professional world of writing and publishing and speaking is a very good friend of mine. His name is Joe Navarro. He's a retired FBI agent who was on my behavioral team with me. He was my mentor and guide on the behavioral team. And he is an international, world-renowned nonverbal expert as well as best-selling author. And I remember years and years ago, probably back in 2007 or eight. When I first started teaching at Quantico and I started taking over the behavioral team, he always said to me, Robin, publish, publish, publish. He said, because if you have even the slightest bit of information other people could benefit from, shame on you for not getting it to them. And so it became my mantra as well, as every time I feel I've learned a new lesson in my life, then I try my best to pass it along so other people don't have to suffer as long as I have with it. So if I could describe the feelings and emotions you have and what it's like to record an audiobook, I would say focused and deliberate because I am a very theme-based type A guy. I read very quickly when I'm reading books. I skim things rapidly. I talk quickly. And so for me to be able to read my own book aloud takes an immense amount of self-discipline, focusing on words and slowing down. <laughs> A word or phrase that I struggle with throughout the book is really funny because it's Russian. It's doverye no proverye. Trust, but verify. I speak very little Russian. I can read Russian decently, and it's really funny because those words in the book are written there. English eyes is the best way to put them. I probably would have had an easier time reading it if they were actually in Russian Cyrillic. But yeah, it would have been easier if we just put trust, but verify instead of having the Russian in it as well. <laughs> If I could choose anyone to record my audiobook other than me, who would I cast? Believe it or not, my co-author and writer, Cameron Stouth, he actually used to be in broadcast radio. And his voice, when we communicate on the phone and we're working on the book together, he's got a great voice. I think he'd be great at narrating this. We're working on another book right now, so who knows? Maybe we'll have him do the next one. (laughs) Last audiobook I listened to. Years ago, I was really heavily into doing all these types of self-help books and business books and leadership books and interviewing books and all the types of books I write now. But probably about eight or 10 years ago, I shifted from that because I wanted to make sure that all the content I provide to others was purely mine and not just regurgitated from someone else. So my favorite books I read now and did for a long time, and now they're exclusive, are a lot of history, believe it or not. And one of my favorite authors is David McCullough. So the last book I listened to on audio was The Wright Brothers. And that's because, one, I love history. David McCullough is a fantastic writer, and I'm also a pilot. And so I was fascinated by the birth of aviation. Favorite places to listen to audiobooks. I don't do it as much anymore because I'm not commuting to Manhattan anymore in my car. <laughs> That's probably where I did my most audiobook listening was to and from work, sitting on surveillance, sitting outside the, the Russian consulates in New York City. I listened to a lot of them on then. And then when I went to FBI headquarters, living where I live in Virginia, I rode the train every day. So I listened to them on there. But now, I'd say I have empty nest syndrome, so we have a room in our house. We actually call it a library, although there's very few books, and it's just a quiet room with no media, and so that's a great place to both sit and read in my house.
2: And now, listen to a clip from the audiobook.
1: A colleague and I were standing in front of a food cart in the Wall Street district, just outside our towering regional headquarters. It was 8.45 in the morning, but I was ready for my second round of coffee. Hi, this is Rick Wilson, the author
2: of Running Against the Devil, a plot to save America from Trump and Democrats from themselves. I wrote Running Against the Devil because as one of the founders of the Never Trump movement, I have a serious commitment to putting my country before my party. And I believe that Donald Trump is the worst president in our history, and he presents an existential threat to the future of this country. In 2016, Republicans underestimated Trump in 2016, Democrats underestimated Trump. I think that's a painful lesson we've all learned that we have to do everything possible. We have to do everything we can to build a system that defeats Donald Trump. I'm putting ideology and politics aside for the good of the country. Donald Trump is putting us at tremendous risk every single day he sits in the Oval Office. He's a man of enormous corruption. He's a man of enormous disloyalty to this country. He's threatening our stability, our security, our economy, our society. Everything about this man presents an immediate danger to the republic. But I know one thing, Donald Trump can't win in 2020, but the Democrats can sure as hell lose. Donald Trump is setting this up to be the thing that he wants it to be, which is a referendum on policy. Democrats should be setting this up to be a referendum on Donald Trump. This book is a roadmap that describes both the risks and the dangers of four more years of Trump and how to defeat him at the ballot box this time, how to beat Donald Trump and how to decode all of his tricks, his traps, the things he's going to do. I know these things because I was around for 30 years in Republican politics. I'm going to show you where the landmines are. I'm going to show you where the pitfalls are and hopefully help the Democrats avoid that and defeat this man next fall. Recording this audiobook was a great experience and a lot of fun. I had a great production team with Ryan Clark and Pete Winter who helped me through all the details of making sure that 300 pages sounded clear and coherent, which is always a challenge for me. But we had a great time producing this and I really enjoyed doing it. And I really enjoyed reading the entire unabridged version. The biggest challenge for me in doing an audiobook is that I tend to read and talk really fast. I tend to hammer along. And so when the word social security appears in this book, there were often five or six or 10 takes that (laughs) are I'm really excited that listeners are gonna basically be sitting in on what is a strategy session for the 2020 election. This is the kind of discussions we would have in a meeting planning out a campaign against Donald Trump. A lot of the things you'll hear me say, including all the curse words and including all the blunt direct language are very much what you would hear behind closed doors. This is a peek inside the world of political strategy. Wow, if I had a dream narrator living or dead, I don't know, I mean, there's a part of me that would love to have the voice of God from the classic 80s political ads, Hal Reine, who did the voice for the Morning in America ad. There's another narrator who was great, and I used him for years in my political ads, a guy named Peter Thomas. You've heard his voice in a million different ads, but I hope that you guys enjoyed me narrating this As fast as I talk and as rumbly as I get, I do listen to audiobooks, and I really enjoyed recently listening to Tim Alberta's American Carnage, which tells the story of the Republican Party in the age of Trump, and some great stories from behind the scenes. Interestingly enough, my favorite place to listen to audiobooks is on the tractor out in our back acres. I enjoy being out there in the world and listening to folks in my headset, which beats the sound of going deaf over that loud tractor. And now listen to a clip from the audiobook. Pick one, our messy, flawed, wonderfully sloppy democratic republic stumbling toward the shining city on the hill, or a kingdom of cruelty and utter corruption led by a family of authoritarian kleptocrats enthralled to foreign powers. In those terms, you'd do anything to win, right? Right? Watching the 2020 Democrats, that answer isn't clear.